Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be talking with Kara Christie all about vision therapy. This episode is brought to you by Midwest Functional Neurology, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion syndrome, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in the Midwest. They've greatly helped me and many others. Find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Hello, everyone. I am Amy Zellmer, and you are listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not be familiar with who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014, and I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post. Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project, and I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council, and I recently released my second book, Embracing the Journey, Moving Forward After Brain Injury. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. Today, my podcast guest is Kara Christie, and Kara is an occupational therapist and certified brain injury specialist with eight years of experience working with individuals who have sustained a brain injury at Origami Brain Injury Rehabilitation Center. She practices in the specialty areas of cognitive perceptual motor retraining and vision therapy, along with traditional occupational therapy practice areas of ADL and IADL retraining. Kara is also a certified fieldwork educator and enjoys teaching on these topics with university graduate programs, fieldwork students, and at various conferences. Origami Brain Injury Rehabilitation Center is a nonprofit organization located in Lansing, Michigan. Origami provides comprehensive rehabilitation care for survivors of brain injuries and their families. Through their compassionate and innovative service, Origami creates opportunities and transforms lives. Welcome to the podcast, Kara. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk today. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about vision therapy. Um, you know, it's something that I hadn't heard of and you know, until two and a half years into my recovery. Um, so I think this is going to be a great topic today. Um, but Kara, I'd love to have you just share, you know, your background of how you came to work with brain injury patients. Sure. Um, So when I was in my OT grad program and we were leaving our coursework, heading out into our fieldwork, clinical placements, um, I hadn't felt like I really had found my niche yet. And I just happened to be placed at this wonderful place called Origami Brain Injury Rehab Center. Um, And at first was pretty intimidated, um, just the big unknowns of working with this population. And um, I think it was within that first week I I felt, okay, this is home. Um, I enjoy every aspect of it. It's a great challenge for me um, professionally and personally, um, but I find the um, 
the depth that I can really work with my clients within this um, scope of practice to be super gratifying. I can help someone go from pretty significant injuries where they're having troubles with everything from getting themselves ready in the morning all the way up to returning to driving and help them achieve those goals with our different modalities. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's awe-inspiring every day to be able to do this. Yeah. And, you know, I had the opportunity to see your facility when I was there in June and you guys are just doing some really cool things. Um, I'm just, you know, it gives me such hope to see a facility like origami and the staff there that really truly understands brain injury. Um, and, you know, it, it just gives me hope that people um, out there listening can find places like origami or, you know, Midwest functional neurology, because there's hope, you know, no matter how far out you are from your brain injury, there's always hope. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm yeah, sure you to be part of too. such a team. Yeah, um, we see a lot of people, you know, obviously we get a lot of our um, clients, you know, pretty soon after their injury, but we get a lot of people actually that are referred uh, even years after their injury that have just kind of felt lost or didn't get the services that were really addressing their their needs and they can come to our door and we have such a comprehensive scope of treatment and lots of different specialty areas like vision therapy um, where a lot of times we can have some pretty powerful impacts even a while after their injury. So, Kara, let's jump into talking about vision therapy. And so maybe the best way to start would just be to give like a really brief synopsis of what is vision therapy. I mean, I think the name's pretty Um, (laughs) self-explanatory, but, you know, maybe not. So (laughs) if you can give us just kind of a real um, simple version of what it is. Sure. So vision therapy um, is typically carried out either um, within a rehab setting, either by OTs or PTs, um, and it's really working to strengthen or create, strengthen pathways or recreate new pathways in the brain and how the eyes are functioning together. Um, It's very common after a head injury. Actually, about 90% of individuals after a head injury experience visual deficits, and so often they're overlooked. Um, and so we really like to work with um, our neurovisual optometrist to create a treatment plan and using different modalities to help those eyes work and function together again to be able to take in the environment and process it appropriately. So it could be a combination of different um, specific types of tools and equipment that are specific to vision therapy, but also just using everyday activities or games or um, free space type things to be able to create those pathways in the brain. So, you know, when I was first injured, I kept telling doctors, like, there's something wrong with my eyes. And, you know, they would do the whole, you know, follow my finger. And they'd be like, nope, your mm-hmm. eyes look fine. And, you know, eventually, like, gosh, I don't know, a year and a half later, I was finally sent to a neuro ophthalmologist I always say the mm-hmm. wrong thing but um yep I probably a neuro ophthalmologist to, yep I finally got to a neuro ophthalmologist and you know they're basically just looking at the structure of your eye did you tear anything you know did you damage mm-hmm. anything with your physical eye and you know so everything came back fine <laughs> he's like your eyes are fine you're just having some PCS symptoms and I'm like, duh, you know, (laughs) I kept telling doctors there's something wrong with my eyes. I just, 
you know, I can't explain it. My vision's fine, but like something's just not right, right, quite right. I feel like my left eye is my dominant eye, but it feels like it's struggling with my right eye to figure out who's in control. That was the best way I could describe it. And one doctor said, well, you might just have to switch your dominant eye. Your dominant eye might be your right eye now. (laughs) And, you know, in hindsight, I'm just like, oh, my God, what an idiot, you know. Um, and, you know, finally I found Dr. Schmo, and he was like, yep, it's your eyes. And I was like, oh, my God, someone believes me. And I felt that all my dizziness and balance problems were coming from my eyes, but nobody would listen to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, when he finally was like, oh, yeah, it's your eyes, they're not, they're not working together the way that they should be. And then you learn, like you said, 90% of people with, with a head injury, and you don't have to hit your head, right? Like, I want to make that right. point clear, too. Um, you can be in a car accident and just kind of, like, jiggle your head around, or you could be playing volleyball and take a fall on the floor and not hit your head, but still have enough of an impact that it kind of, you know, just jiggles everything, and it throws your eyes off. And, Absolutely. you know, I'm so passionate about the eye stuff. Sorry if you can't tell. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that's awesome. So am I. <laughs> so, Kara, tell us some of the things, like, I've learned terms, you know, like, um, convergence disorder and, like, you know, tracking dysfunction and OPKs and, like, all these terms I've learned, you know, working with Dr. Schmo. Um, but maybe you can help us just kind of explain to our listeners what some of the things can be, um, you know, if they think that their eyes are maybe just not quite right, they're probably not crazy. There's a 90% chance right. that there's something wrong with their eyes. Something's going on. <laughs> yeah, so I guess first I'll go over some um, maybe symptoms that clients may be experiencing that you wouldn't necessarily think to be vision-related. That absolutely could be. Um, so some different client reports are some obvious ones might be headaches or dizziness or double vision. Um that is probably our most frequently reported um, concerns from our clients, but also just general fatigue after participating in anything. Um, Difficulty reading is going to be a big one. Um, Eye strain, which can be present Mm -hmm. as red, sore, or itchy eyes, which the client may or may not even be aware of. Um, Some jerky eye movements when they're trying to follow moving things. If you notice someone having a head tilt or maybe they're like closing an eye when they're trying to read or focus on something, Um, or it could be just as simple as maybe someone's now avoiding near work, Um, or it can even be presented as like temper flare-ups or aggression or irritability because they can't quite put a finger on why things are so difficult, and it could absolutely be just their visual system is off. Um, So if if we're seeing a lot of these complaints, at least here at Origami and a lot of places, the OT and or PT can do a vision screen and then refer to a neurovisual optometrist, um, which is someone who's going to specialize in the functionality of the eyes and and specializes in vision therapy and prism lenses. And then some things that can be found from those evaluations, um, there's lots of different components of vision that can be diagnosed and then um, remediated through therapy. And so one of those areas might be accommodation. That's your focusing system of the eye. So an accommodation insufficiency, um, maybe your eyes just can't switch their focus from near to far, or you're tested using like a letter chart at the optometrist and your acuity is fine and you don't need new glasses, but it still feels fuzzy or blurry. That could be that accommodation system. 
Um, you mentioned convergence. Um, that's another biggie that we see. So in general, vergence dysfunction. So there can be convergence insufficiency or divergence insufficiency. And that is more um, how your eyes team together for near work and far work. And if your eyes aren't teaming up together, looking equally at the same thing, you're going to start to get some double vision or your brain might start to suppress an eye. And so then you're losing vision from one eye and unable to see in depth anymore. Um, and then the other biggest area that we really address are ocular motor skills and um, more specifically visual pursuit and saccadic skills. And that's simply put is how your eyes are moving around in space accurately and efficiently. Um, so following moving objects, looking between targets and not overshooting or undershooting those targets. Um, and all of those areas that I just mentioned, along with just general eye alignment, um, there's a lot of research backing those up um, and backing up the, the therapy to correct these areas. Um, but unfortunately, it's an area that's also, as you know, so overlooked as well. And, you know, it's, it, so the convergence, I, I remember complaining how if I was like, say, looking at my computer or my phone and I looked up at the person sitting across the table from me, I mean, it would just take my eyes like way too long to figure out where it, how it needed to focus. Right. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, I, at one point I was giving, I was given readers, like a plus one reader, um, thinking mm -hmm. that I just like was having trouble reading small stuff. Right. And they sure. helped a little bit like looking at the screen, but then again, you know, having to look across at someone like it, it just, it wasn't helping. And, you know, the exercises to help this stuff, they're so simple. Right. And mm -hmm. like, I mean, within like two days, I, I felt dramatic results and, you know, it totally tamed, um, tamed down my symptoms. And it's just like, oh, man, if only I had found this, you know, two and a half years earlier. <laughs> so, yeah, you so know, the facility of those skills, the switch, like you said, switching back and forth, it requires not only a change in your eye posture, but also um, those focusing muscles of your eyes where we take for granted without injury or without neurological change. It's just an automatic developmental thing that happens. Um, but then if there's a, a change to within your brain that becomes, yeah. um, you know, work for somebody to do and if they're even able to do it. And you're right, the, the exercises and the um, activities that we can have clients do, some of them are, are very hard and straining and can create more headaches initially, but some of them are just well, doing, right. you, are doing it and you're like, oh, this is all I needed to do and, you know. <laughs> Yes, yes, I, I didn't the, mean the to underplay that. Yeah, oh, right. no, no, like, no. <laughs> those first couple of days, it was like, oh, my God, this is so hard. Like, my eyes, mm -hmm. like, physically hurt, right? But they're very simple, so to speak, exercises. And, you know, right. you kind of touched on it. It's like our eyes work so automatically. Like, we never had to learn how to use our eyes, right? Just like we don't have to right. learn how to breathe. And when you damage those circuits and they're not working quite right, like we don't know how to fix that. Like, you know, and then when someone shows you, oh, this is what you need to do to get your eyes working again. It's like, 
oh my gosh, and aha, totally, <laughs> exactly, and totally life changing when you've been struggling for two and a half years, um, right? So yeah, yeah, vision therapy is just. And it impacts so many different areas, especially if you think about just general rehab. A lot of times you're having to learn new information or relearn how to do things. And if those visual skills that are impacting your ability to either read something or take in information to try to relearn that skill, if those are impacted at a base level, it's going to be nearly impossible to process new information and and make sense of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... You know, it's just, it is, it's life changing once you get your eyes working together again. And, you know, I kind of explained to people because they're like, well, how did that help your memory? Because my short term memory was like gone. It was like non-existent. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember five minutes ago. And my long term still was there, but the short term was just, it was just weird. And once we got the eyes working together and the dizziness settled down. I mean, my dizziness was a constant, I don't know, eight out of 10, like all the time. I constantly felt like I was moving. And once we got that tamed down, it was like astounding how much more energy I had. The memory stuff went away. And someone once explained it to me that our memory is comprised of, I don't know the exact statistic, like, you know, 70% of our, our, our memory is visual memory. And so when things aren't working right, your brain can't put the memories into the right compartments. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, those, those visual skills that you were working on, those are called foundational skills. And so if you're working your way up the ladder, if those foundational skills are not working appropriately, you can't take in that information and process it and then hold on to it to remember that information. So you need to address those foundational skills first before you can be really working on those higher level skills. And then it all, you know, falls into place, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it was so profound and, you know, people just, they, they look at me like very skeptically when I say, you know, that this is what helps my memory and like, whatever, how sure. does that help your memory? But, you know, once you understand how the whole system works, you know, you've got your eyes, you, the, you know, they're connected with the whole vestibular system. And I mean, there's just all that circuitry is right there, you know, and, and it's, it's all, all so interconnected. Yes, yes, yes. Um you know, so maybe maybe we should take a minute to kind of discuss the vestibular system and how that's connected with our vision. Yeah, so dizziness, like I had mentioned, is one of those biggest um, complaints. And the eyes and the balance system are so closely related. We actually do quite a bit here um, with the OTs and the PTs. We work very closely with the neurovisual optometrist to address some of those concerns Um from the vision standpoint. And we all um, did some additional training called NVPT. It's neurovisual postural training. And it really focuses on that um, that base posture and base of support using different um, visual mechanisms and prisms um, to correct how you're taking in your environment through the eyes with, with your spatial orientation and relating it directly to your posture to decrease those symptoms of um, dizziness and more vestibular type things going on. Um, And a lot of times we'll get referrals 
from from physicians that think that it's all purely vestibular, more of like a inner ear type balance thing. But then as we start diving in more, we realize that it's a lot more vision because they are so closely tied. I think that the whole dizziness thing is one of the mis- most mis- misunderstood things in the like general medical world. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. don't know what to do mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> right. You know, and there's I so many different told, potential causes. Yes, yes. And I kept being told, you just have positional vertigo. And I'm like, no, I can be sitting still and a car could drive past me and make me dizzy. You know, mm-hmm. and they would just scratch their head and write something in their notes. And um, I was sent to our National Balance and Dizzy Center here in the Twin Cities. And you know, oh, I think it's positional vertigo. And so they did the Apley maneuver, which did nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't trigger it. Like, you know, like it should have at least triggered it if, if that was true sure. positional vertigo. Um, so, you know, I feel so bad for people because I've been there and, you know, you're struggling. Dizziness is debilitating. I mean, it is so mm-hmm. debilitating. You know, it takes up all your energy to try and do anything when you're dizzy constantly. And, you know, like I said, I kept telling doctors, it's my eyes. I think it's my eyes. No, not your eyes are fine. Your eyes are fine. And, you know, it's so hard. You know, you don't know where you need to go, you know, and if, if you're not if you're not finding the right doctor, how do you know how to find the right doctor? You know what I mean? And right. so that's, that's why these podcasts are just so important and having people um, like you. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking to that, you're, you know, mentioning that really knowing where to go um, specific to vision therapy. We, we give out this resource all the time because there's a big difference between an optometrist an ophthalmologist and a neurovisual optometrist. So, you know, people may be going to their optometrist, their general optometrist is saying, you know, my eyes don't feel right, like you had mentioned. And sure, maybe you're seeing your acuity is just fine or your structure of your eye is just fine if you go see an ophthalmologist. Um, but finding those neurovisual optometrists that specialize in this area and have that background in neural rehab and development of the eyes is, is key. And um, there's a resource I want to share. It's a website, covd.org. Um, it's the College of Optometrists for Vision Development, and there is a link right on their page where you can find providers um, in your area or closest to you. Um, and so we, we give out that resource all the time, especially if we have clients maybe that are moving or we have clients that travel here um, from out of state for treatment, and then maybe if when they're discharged and go back home, we can have them continue their care through someone maybe they found through that website. And will you say that site one more time? Yep, that was www.covd.org. It's the College of Optometrists in Vision Development. Perfect. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great resource for our listeners. Absolutely. So, Kara, what are some, you know, so maybe you have a patient come in with a brain injury, and, I mean, your clinic is so different because you primarily see brain injury patients. Um, Mm -hmm. But I know Natasha had told me she would occasionally see someone who, you know, didn't think they had a brain injury and they were having all these issues. And she was like, I think you've had a brain injury. You know, like she, she kind of came to that conclusion through 
um, doing some of the, the visual testing. Um, have you ever had that experience come up or maybe not so much because you're very much specifically a brain injury clinic? Um, it's probably more, right. Most of our referrals that we're going to get here at Origami are because of either a traumatic brain injury or an acquired brain injury. Um, but more so just the, the awareness or lack of, um, of diagnosis of anything vision related and they come in and it's, it's more, I get a lot of, uh, symptoms and complaints. And then one of the very first things we do along with interview within occupational therapy evaluations here is a vision screen. Like day one, we're going to do that because, um, it can be so eye opening. And then we want to get them seen by the neurovisual optometrist as soon as possible. We have a, uh, he comes to our clinic two to three times a month purely to do evaluations with our clients here. Um, and so that's probably more what I experience is the eye-opening, like, oh, maybe you're having difficulties with A, B, and C, or you're having these symptoms because we just did the screen and your, your eyes aren't working together at all. Or when you're trying to follow something moving, um, it's making you severely dizzy. Um, so more of having those eye-opening moments as it relates um, as it relates to vision, and maybe it impacted them a little bit more than they initially thought. So what recommendations do you have for anyone listening who, you know, is maybe two, three, 10, 20 years out, and they've been struggling with this dizzy imbalance, and, you know, they suspect maybe it is their eyes. Um, where do you recommend they start first? Like, what, what should they do to try and get to vision therapy? Sure. So, Finding um, a therapist, obviously, is going to be most ideal that has a background in um, vision therapy, either a PT or an OT, or there are vision therap- certified vision therapists that do not need to be an OT or a PT. Um, so looking up those resources first to try to get um, a screen completed or an evaluation, um, if that's not something that's readily accessible um, within a facility nearby, going through that, that website, that COVD dot org um, to try to see if there is a neurovisual optometrist within the area um, where they could go and get a, a full comprehensive um, evaluation and see if there's anything that can be done. Maybe they offer vision therapy right at their office or they might have referrals um, sites that they could send somebody to. Um, and, you know, a lot of times if there aren't things right in the area, just a simple home exercise program can even make a world of a difference if, if someone can be trained with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm just also going to mention functional neurology because, you know, that's where I ended up going um, when I found Dr. Schmo. And it's something that not many people have heard of. And, you know, unfortunately, there are not a ton of them. There's like maybe 65 across the U.S. Um, You know, it's such a specialized field. Um, But just, you know, finding finally finding someone who believes you and it's so validating it's just like oh my mm-hmm. god not crazy because you know I so I just a side note I just finished reading Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s book and you know all the things he talks about and how like he had all this anxiety um as a side effect basically you know of his visual problems and he he didn't know that right um from his repeated concussions in the race car mm-hmm. and you know it, it, it that's where i was at i had anxiety over everything because everything made me dizzy you know and right. i was worried and you I don't want to put yourself in the situation things. 
exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, way too often we are written off as, oh, you're just depressed. Oh, you're just having an emotional problem. You know, we're not taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I will add that my anxiety went way down when we got my eyes straightened out. So um, there, there is And we hope. see that more in time, you know, more often than not here, too. We see huge changes in their overall mental health um, after we're able to address some of these, like, rooted vision problems. Well, Kara, we are almost out of time, and I just want to make sure, was there anything we didn't touch on that you wanted to make sure we talked about? Um, I think we covered most of everything. I just I just want to make it um, known that there are people out there that, that can address these skills and um, just, you know, keeping in mind as OTs and PTs, it's it's within our scope, and so we want to advocate for this. And so, if it, like, be the squeaky wheel like you were if – if you just know something's not right, just keep just keep asking because you'll eventually hopefully find that person that understands and um, can address those, these areas. Yeah, and, and there is still hope no matter how far out you are. Um, you know, if you have not had the right treatment, even if you're 20 years out, they can still help you. It might take a little longer, but they can still help mm-hmm. you. So, you know, don't give up. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kara, for being here. This has been an absolutely wonderful conversation. Um, Thank you so much for just sharing all of your knowledge with our listeners today. Yes, and thank you so much for the invitation. I enjoyed doing this and always enjoy, you know, advocating and spreading the word on vision therapy. Well, and thank you. Thank you for all the advocacy that you do as well as origami. It is it is much needed in this big sea of brain injury. <laughs> so thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Um, again, you can find all of our previous podcasts at facesoftbi.com. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Amy Zelmer. And just another big thank you to Midwest Functional Neurology for sponsoring today's episode. You can find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com, the concussion doctors you can trust in the Midwest. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you again next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.